Once inside, Arena stood still, wondering what to do. She'd never seen such confusion in a shop before. It didn't really look like a shop at all, more like the untidiest house in the world. The piles of old furniture reached right up to the ceiling, and it was difficult to pass between them. There were ornaments, too, and brass buckets and lampstands, and old stoves and typewriters, and objects you couldn't tell the use of, and everything was thickly coated with dust, including the one bare light bulb which left most of the room in shadow. "'What can I do for you?' asked a voice in the gloom. Arena looked about, but she could see no one. She felt frightened, but she stood where she was and waited. "'Anyone at home?' said her father's voice behind her. A voice chuckled. "'I am,' it said, "'if you want to call this home, past the big dresser on your left.' Arena looked round. At first she could make nothing out, but then she noticed a huge armchair with carvings on it as big as a throne, and the profile of a man's head just visible. "'See me now?' But the head didn't turn, and the eyes were shut. "'I suppose it's getting dark, but I can't see, and I don't know why I should pay out good money so that others can see. There's nothing much worth looking at, though I make a living after a fashion. What was it you wanted?' "'The rocking horse,' Irina said, as loudly as she dared, and she went closer to the huge carved chair. The man seated there was almost as small and slight as herself, and his closed eyes were sunk in his white face, so that he seemed to have no eyes at all. He wore a black overall, and his pale hands rested on his knees as quietly as mice. Irina, protested her mother in an angry whisper. Irina stood where she was, her fists clenched in fear and determination. She saw the horse in the window, Arena's father began, but the blind man took no notice of him. What's your name? he asked, his face lifted towards Arena. Irina. Irina, he whispered. Come closer to me. Arena was frightened of the blind man, but she had to rescue the horse. She went closer. The blind man lifted his mouse-like hands and touched her face, feeling her eyes, her thin cheeks, her mouth, and her chin in turn. Irina, he said again, and he patted her face gently. You're a very sad little girl. Why don't you play and be happy? Because there's nobody to play with, Irina said, and that's why you want Bella to play with. At first... Irina didn't answer, because she didn't know who Bella was. But then she thought, and said, "'Is Bella the name of the horse in the window?' "'That's right,' said the blind man. "'Then I don't want her to play with,' Irina said boldly. "'I want to look after her, because she's dirty and lonely and crushed under all those heavy things in your window.' "'In that case,' said the blind man, "'you'd better take her home with you.' Arena stood still and waited, wondering if her mother would say she couldn't. But nobody spoke, until the blind man said, Would you like to know why I call her Bella? Yes, said Arena. Did she belong to another girl who called her that? I don't rightly know, 
the blind man said, who she belonged to, but I'll tell you her story, such as it is. Do you remember a wicked farmer who used to live hereabouts, who was known as Black Jack? No, said Arena, I don't. Well, well, said the blind man, you're very young, and it was all before your time. I remember him, said Arena's father, coming closer. He kept horses. He did, said the blind man, and the most beautiful one of all was named Bella, because Bella means beautiful.